U.S. wheat futures closed mixed on the week. The wheat markets were influenced by stronger corn futures, weather in the wheat-growing areas of the U.S., and false rumors that Russia would restrict wheat exports. My name is Michael Wilton with the Sask Wheat Outlook for March 27th. You can find the detailed written report online at the Sask Wheat website. Here's a look at how wheat futures finished last week. May, Chicago soft red winter wheat futures were down 22 cents on the week, closing at $6.89 a bushel. Kansas hard red winter wheat futures were up 12 cents at $8.48 a bushel, while Minneapolis hard red spring wheat futures were down 3 cents at $8.58 a bushel. U.S. wheat futures are currently trading 2 to 11 cents higher at the time of recording this Monday morning. For significant purchases and trades, there was no reported tender business last week following the previous week's large trade volume. There will be more sales this coming week with Jordan and Turkey both in the market. U.S. weekly wheat sales were 126,000 tons last week, which makes for a season total of 658 million bushels, down 5% from last year compared to the USDA's expected 3% decline. In the most important news that happened last week, the focus was on Russia. There were rumors last week circulating that the Russian government was going to put a halt on exports. These rumors were false. Russia needs the money generated from its wheat sales to finance the war, but it did cause for a volatile end to the week. The Russian government has also allegedly asked exporters to pay farmers at least the average cost of production. This could cause Russian fob prices to find a floor at $275 a ton. We will see. In Canada, Canadian exporters shipped another 465,500 tons of wheat in shipping week 33 for a season total of 12.8 million tons. The average weekly export pace to date is 388,000 tons per week, which is almost 50,000 tons per week, more than what is needed to meet the AAFC's 19.3 million ton estimate. Canadian wheat exports tend to seasonally pick up into springtime and peak in May before slowing into harvest. For Canadian Durham, Durham exports in week 33 were strong at 196,000 tons for a season total of 3.5 million tons. This is 2 million tons more than this time last year. Now, 63% through the marketing year, Canada has exported 74% of the AAFC's total export projection. Producer deliveries were also strong at 120,000 tons, for a season total of 4 million tons. This means that farmers have delivered approximately 73% of their production, and they still have about 1.5 million tons on hand. As we're on Durham, we calculate that Durham production in major exporting countries for the upcoming year will rise by 8.5% from last year to 17.4 million tons. Most of the global increase in production is from a 10% increase in the EU from the drought-impacted crop of last year. Mexico is forecasting its Durham crop will be 2.1 million tons, which we think is too high. Production in the U.S. and Canada will be steady to slightly higher. Drought in North Africa is causing production in the importing countries to be essentially unchanged from last year's drought-impacted crop. Production is expected to recover somewhat in Morocco, 
but this will be entirely offset by a falling crop in Tunisia. We think that global imports in the upcoming season will be down slightly. Offsetting changes in North Africa should keep imports there relatively steady, but we are estimating that imports from the EU will be down about 200,000 tons from last year, as it produces a larger share of its needs domestically. And over to the U.S. Dry conditions persist in the southwest plains, and a large amount of snow in the northern plains and lake states are causing concerns about hard red winter wheat production and delayed hard red spring wheat planting. The USDA will release its first ideas for seeded area on Friday. Farm Futures estimates that wheat area will total 45.7 million acres for the upcoming crop season. This would be a 5.6 thousand acre shift from last year, with a 6% lower spring wheat total and a 3% increase in winter wheat. The average of 33 analyst estimates compiled by Bloomberg is much larger at 49 million acres. We believe that wheat acres will be higher. With that said, snowpack and cold temperatures are starting to cause some to think that prevent plant could be larger. And over to Australia, wheat futures in Australia closed at 8-month lows on Friday. Soil moisture conditions are good, and seeding will begin in April there, but the El Nino is expected to hurt production prospects. In Argentina, exporters in Argentina have shipped almost 40% of what we estimate to be to their total exportable surplus. Argentine 12% pro-wheat is about $325 per tonne on a FOB basis, which is far too high to attract demand. The wheat-growing region in Argentina has received some rain, but more will be needed before May planting time. In India, heavy rain and hail have damaged some of India's wheat crop. This comes after India's promising-looking crop was scorched by extreme temperatures. And in the European Union, Matif wheat futures saw a strong bounce at the end of the week following the rumors from Russia. The rally was not enough to cause EU wheat from closing lower on the week because of earlier losses due to the seven-week high price in the euro. Crop conditions in France continue to be excellent at 95% good to excellent. In the Black Sea, we'll repeat that there were some rumblings about plans to slow down exports from Russia. These rumors were false. But the Russian government has told exporters that they need to keep export prices high enough to pay farmers at least the average production cost. To accomplish this, we estimate Russian exporters will need to charge a minimum of $275 a ton on a FOB basis. The Russian government will buy 10 million tons of wheat for their strategic reserves, which is 7 million tons more than what they bought last year. And no one knows how long the trade corridor has been extended for. Ukrainian officials say it has been extended for 120 days, while Russian officials say it has been extended for just 60 days. For the coming week, the USDA planting intentions report is out on Friday. In our view, new crop values suggest more corn and spring wheat and fewer soybean acres, but it remains to be seen what the USDA gives the market. Black Sea politics will continue to play a major role as the Northern Hemisphere winter growing and spring planting seasons get underway. China has been buying large amounts of U.S. corn, and if this continues, we expect corn futures will be higher and wheat should follow suit. All this falls under the context of a financial crisis, which, in our view, is far from over. 
We are sold out of old crop and will wait before selling additional new crop. Until next time, this is Michael Wilton with the Sask Wheat Market Outlook. You can find the complete mercantile report online at saskwheat.ca.